Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys that fall Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson I'm your host Dave Johnson uh, Glad to have you with us tonight uh, tonight we're going to do a little bit of a different format than we usually do. I usually <clears throat> talk and do a lot of asking of the asking questions. And uh, tonight I'd like to uh, have people to call in and uh, ask me some questions where I could answer. And we'll talk about any sports topic uh, uh, you want to. It don't just have to be football, women's football, basketball, whatever. Um, and that number is 657-383. One o two o six five seven three eight three one o two o. Speaking of <clears throat> women's football, this past weekend uh, we went to the uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and played the Fayetteville Fierce. Uh, we won thirty four to nothing in some pretty much brutal con- uh, conditions, and um, the heat uh, it was like ninety six, ninety seven at kickoff time. Um, you know, we get there, go through a lot, can't get in the gate. They didn't have have our roster, whatnot, blah blah blah. Set up the sun for another. Uh, it was like two twenty before or two forty before the uh, ever got there to unlock the bathrooms. They don't even have locker rooms, so unlock the bathrooms and the uh, game was supposed to start at three, so they moved it to four. So that meant we had to sit out in the heat for another hour uh you know of course we're we're from over here in the mountain area where it's just been like in the 70s and boy we about melted down uh but you know we went and took care of business and like i said a uh pretty much brutal environment they got some good players no doubt they got after us uh it was a tough game but uh we we went and took care of business did what we needed to do and uh and got the win and kept them from scoring and pretty much dominated the game on defense. So I was I was happy about that. Um, the Hampton Roads Lady Gators <clears throat> went to uh, West Virginia and uh, beat them uh, easily, I think 70 to nothing, 72, 70, I'm not sure, somewhere in there. Uh, then the uh, Washington Prodigy went to the DMV Knights and uh, – I believe it was 28 to nothing. So um, there was some action, you know, here in the USWFL this this past weekend. Um, there's some games. Matter of fact, they're, everybody's supposed to be playing this weekend. The Fayetteville's supposed to be coming to Tri-Cities Thunder. Um, uh, West Virginia's supposed to be going to Detroit. Well, let's see. I think... Um, 
I know the Lady Gators are going to Florida to to play, and I guess the Prodigy are playing the Keystone. I'm not sure where that game is, but uh, maybe they're not playing this weekend. Maybe it's next weekend. Uh, the Prodigy and, and the Calder are playing. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure somebody will let me know here in a minute. But <clears throat> I do know that Fayetteville's supposed to come to the Tri-City Thunder and West Virginia's supposed to go to Detroit, and I know that Hampton Roads is going to Jacksonville to play the North Florida Pumas. So uh, I know that <clears throat> that to be a fact. And uh, last weekend, I also know that the Alabama Fire beat the North Florida Pumas in the WNFC. So uh, that some other games, I think the uh, Texas Elite Spartans beat the Atlanta Phoenix also in WNFC action. And uh, they're, uh, like I said, I, I firmly believe that the Texas Elite Spartans are the are the best team in in women's football. So, you know, they're they're sort of rolling through everybody. But I did see that Atlanta uh, scored on them. Not sure what happened, when, where, how, but I did see Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta did score on them. So, you know, and it was a close game for. For a little while, I remember Jennifer telling me the score for a little while, so it wasn't exactly a, a blowout early, so I think they were in the game till, till maybe late. And Atlanta also traveled to Texas uh, to play that game. I'd, I'd imagine the heat was a, a good factor out there as, as well. Um, so there's, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, the holidays, getting ready to... Uh, roll in here, uh, so a lot of people might be taking off. But uh, also in basketball, I've seen uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors swept the Portland Trailblazers without Kevin Durant. You know, um, they're uh, you know they won two championships and should have won three before Durant ever got there. Uh, they had a three-one lead in over Cleveland and uh, ended up losing that series. So they they could have had three before Durant ever even showed up. Uh, so, you know, I think Milwaukee and uh, uh, Milwaukee and uh, what Tor- not Toronto? Yeah, it's Toronto Raptors, ain't it? And uh, they're playing. Um, I think that series is two one unless unless they played again last night and. Milwaukee won or the other teams. I know Milwaukee won the first two and the Raptors won the third game. So I don't know if they've played game four. But um, anyway, it, uh, that's going to be a good series probably. That wild inner guy from the Raptors is really good player. He was a good player when he played at San Antonio Spurs. And then you got this uh, guy, Greek freak, I guess they call him, Milwaukee. And uh, I've never even, you know what's odd is I've, I don't watch much basketball anymore. <laughs> so I've never even seen the guy play. Uh, I've heard a lot about him. I know my brother and my nephew went to Boston uh, this year, the Boston Garden, to uh, watch Milwaukee play Boston back during, uh, around Christmas time or somewhere in there. So, uh, But I've never even seen the guy play. But everything that I hear about him, you know, I would probably like him to say his work ethic is second to none, and uh, I, I like that 
they say he takes the game real serious and, you know, is not out there just uh, running around just, you know, trying to, I don't know, trying to be a hot dog or whatever, but says he says he's a real good player. So I would, uh, you know, I, I can respect that. I can tell you that. I love hard work and, and uh, you know, it, it pays off. That's like, uh, you know, Golden State. They, you know, everything I heard was, oh, they're, you know, they're going, they're done without Kevin Durant and all that. And Steph Curry's plays off and people don't understand. And I said, yeah, I heard this on the radio, but I told Jennifer before it ever even, they said it on sports radio, that when you have a player like Durant, your roles change. You know, Curry was one of the was the main target before Durant got there. He scored all their points, but he's actually a point guard. So once Durant gets there, then he you know then he's looking to you know to be as, uh, more of a more of a passer than what he was when Durant's not there. So you know he you got to understand how how things work before you can just all of a sudden. Just throw somebody out, you know, they're not going to be here there. Especially when you got a bunch of good players. Now, you take Durant and Curry off, then then you're in trouble. I would say this. I think Durant is a better player than Curry, but I think they can win without Durant before they can win without Curry. I know that probably doesn't make sense, but that's, that's my opinion of it. And, uh, you know, it's not like in football. You know, you take away somebody's starting quarterback, Unless you have Nick Foles on your team, you're probably not going too far, you know, once your backup comes in there. Because most of the time you hear that old saying, they're backup for a reason. And, uh, you know, and, and again, unless you got Nick Foles on your team, then who knows uh, what might happen. So when I, I usually think, and I look at sports a lot different than I ever did before, too, once I started coaching these girls and stuff but you got to understand how the whole process works and how how a team works and what each player's role is on that team before in my opinion you can decide if they're done or if they're not because each one of them's role is different now Curry's role is looking for shots instead of looking for Durant or looking for shots you know, the same thing with Clay Thompson. Those, you know, their their roles are back to where they were before. And uh, we've seen a stat um, last night, I believe, when uh, we were eating supper, that Terry had scored on how many points uh, in the last three games, which was a bunch. And then today, Jennifer told me that they had actually won the game. So, um, you know, that's... Uh, that's, you know, to me, it just proves uh, exactly what they were doing. Okay, let's see here. We got a uh, uh, question here from uh, Lauren. They're sent in. Let's see what it says. What's your selling point to get new and more teams for the USWFL for 2020? Well, that, that is a good question. I'll tell you, and, and I'm going to tell you this, Arna. Um, it's it's really hard because you you need you need teams, no no doubt about it. 
but you need teams that you can depend on. Uh, that's that's hard to find because I'm gonna tell you something. To me, they they almost need to sell themselves to me at this point because I want teams that are serious. I want teams that are are really focused on wanting to play every game, make the playoffs, make the championship. You know, you host a game. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> I would be embarrassed as as a team owner, as a league owner, as a coach, player, anything. Anybody in my organization should be embarrassed if we hosted a game and treated our opponents the way we were treated this past Saturday. We We would be embarrassed. First of all, we wouldn't do it. You know, when we played our first home game uh, this this year, we get there like four hours before the games start. We start setting up things. We go through um, the athletic director. <clears throat> he lets us in. We go through both locker rooms. He gives me the key. He says, I'll keep the key for them. There's you just have them holler at me when they're ready. You know, we, we had uh, coolers of water and ice ready for them. We had we had everything ready uh, for those girls when when they got there. The game uh, started a little bit late on their account. They had uh, somebody had uh, carried their uniforms different. They hadn't got there yet, so we had to delay the game for a few minutes because of them. So you know, as much as as much as I'd say, you know, I want to, you know, my selling point would be is. Hey, we have we do have a, a great organization here. Uh, we're still in the in the building process of it, of getting better and quality teams. But when it's hard when these teams tell you everything you you know you tell them, hey, we need this, we need that, and then once the year starts, then then you're locked in on all this, and it's hard to do anything about it. So my my selling point is. You know, I want good, good quality teams. You don't have to have 35 players to be a good quality team. You can be, you can have 20 players to be a good quality team. You just got to understand what it means for all these players to play, um, to play these, uh, you know, to play all these games, to make all these practices. What it means to be a part of a great organization. So, um, like I said, that, you know, I want to, I want to try to get, um, some solid teams that, that I can count on that, you know, I know they have the same goals and the same thing in mind as we do. Now that's, that's hard to do. I mean, I can, I can tell you this, you know, we had a team that played a game and folded. But every league does it. The only league that may not have a team fold this year is the WNFC. But I'm going to tell you this. There's teams in that league that have lost a boatload of players and are sure not in good situations. The WFA has lost several, several teams. And as a matter of fact, the the runner-up in the championship from last year, which won it the previous year, and the Arkansas Wildcats, they just folded. They just folded. And they won a championship two years ago and played in it last year and got beat. So you think, you know, who would have ever dreamed that a team like that would have folded? I guarantee you if you ask Lisa King 
of all the teams she had, she would have been, uh, you know, she would have been, um, you know, probably tell you, no, they're going to make it because she's seen them play with 13 or 15 all year long for two years. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're, uh, they folded. Now, who knows? What, I don't know what, uh, you know, what they were, but, you know, um, why the reasons they were or how many teams. But it can happen is what I'm saying to any team. If you don't have your things in mind, the right things in mind when you start this team, you know, as far as practice, you know, I had a <clears> – <throat> I had a team, you know, a guy tell me he's coaching a team. He had 22 players on his roster. And, and you know, when we went to play him, they had like 14 show up to game. And he said, you know, how, how do you do it? And at the time, we had everybody but one player at the game. And I said, well, you know, we just do this. He said, well, I can't get but six or seven at a game or at a practice. And I said, well, you don't have but six or seven on your team. So it's the it's the mindset, it's the way you start things. So if I'm going to try to get teams, I'm going to try to go after these teams that, you know, first of all, want to play here naturally, uh, that want to be a part of this league. Uh, I think that we can offer anybody, um, you know, relatively uh, relative, a, a good shot at, at uh, playing all their games, going to the playoffs, and uh, – you know, playing for a championship, and every league you can't you can't do that in. Um, our you know our fees are not near as high as theirs. Uh, we we all have the same film account, uh, so there's there's just so much you know I could go on and on. But to you know I want a team that wants to be here and has the same thing in uh, in mind as we do. So that would be. My first selling point. So, thanks for the question, Lauren. Hope I answered it the best I could. Uh, so, let's see here what else I got to uh, look at. Yeah, well, somebody that's sitting on there, they're, you know, an ex Bill player, and they're, you know, they're embarrassed they did it that way. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, <clears throat> when. When you just sit and let, you know what, it's, it's one of these things that, you know, all the time people never cease to amaze you. But when you just listen to let, and let people talk, they usually tell you every everything you need to know about them. And, you know, when, when I'm hearing that, you know, well, it's just women's semi-pro football, that, that tells me everything I need to know. That tells me every single thing I need to know uh, about a team. It tells me where their mindset is. Their mindset is nowhere near what ours is. First of all, it's not semi-pro because there is no pro league. It's all one league right now. Now, next year that may change. But as of right now, it, it's all one league, okay? Uh, different divisions, <clears throat> all one league. So um, there's – I just – you know, just like I said in my selling point, is I want them to take it serious. You know, we've had several teams contact us 
even this year, you know, saying, hey, we, we definitely want to come there next year, you know, and, and some of them are still playing. Some of them are, are brand-new organizations. Some of them didn't play this year because they didn't get enough players and didn't want to wind up like a lot of these other play teams, start and then fold. And I can really respect that way more than I can you starting uh, – with all these players, but not doing your homework, not doing what I would call your job, whether you're getting paid for it or not, it's what you signed up to do, and not getting that done and wind up folding and, and uh, you know, not doing what's right. And for me, that just that's no good. So a team that can say, hey, I'm going to hold off and uh, play next year, we'll have things together, um, I can respect that more. Uh, as far as, you know, being embarrassed as, as any player, um, you know, we 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 made several statements, you know, about it, tried everything we could, and it was like, well, we've called the facility first and they're not here, blah, blah, blah. My thing is this. you you got a game at 3 o'clock. I told Vern, co-owner, head coach of the Fayetteville Fierce, we would be there at 1. Okay. Make sure the same place we've been playing, bathrooms, all that stuff. We'll be there at 1. We actually get there a little bit before 1, but at 1 we start going to the gate. There's Miss Liz, her mom. Then there, my players carrying their bags. Can't get in the gate because uh, Vern hadn't sent her the roster. That's fine. You know, Jim says, hey, I got one over in the truck. No, that wouldn't work. Had to have it from Vern. Okay. So they stand out there for another 20 minutes or more. Finally, Vern sends it over. Then we get in there. The bathrooms are locked, you know. So then we sit over there for another hour uh, in the 96-degree heat, waiting on them to come and unlock the bathrooms, you know. Uh, listen, it, it's, to me, it, it, it made me mad more than anything, but it's an embarrassment for me. I'm just telling you. If my if that would happen to to my team, I would be furious. I know last year when we played, it may have been two years ago, but I believe it was last year when we played at the castle, uh, and uh, they were like 20 minutes late getting there to open the gate from what time we wanted them to open, and we were calling everybody under the sun because. When I, you know, I tell somebody they can get in the field at such and such, I want them to be able to get in there. And uh, it made me mad itself. And, you know, we're just all standing over there, and it's like, oh, okay, oh, well. You know, no big deal. Every time you'd ask, you'd get in this attitude and whatnot. But, hey, it, like I said, it worked out fine. <clears throat> we got done what we needed to do, and, and uh, that that's what mattered the, the most to me. So uh, thanks for the questions and the, and the Comments, I, I really do appreciate them. Uh, we're um, we're we're trying everything we can uh, to to get some good teams to in this league to build it. Like I said, I'll, I talked to a woman here a while back that uh, she's a lawyer and she she owns a team and and uh, she's on several teams and and we were talking about these teams folding and you know she said listen. Everybody wants to point at the league owners. Somebody folds, somebody forfeits the game. First thing they're doing is ringing your phone off the hook. But it's, she said, why is it your 
you trusted them to do what they needed to do to fulfill their contract. And they didn't. So it's their fault, not yours. But, you know, Ben's there in your league. That's the first person everybody wants to call. And and you know what? It's like, you know, what what can you do? I mean, we have a team fold after they played the first game. Um, then, you know, two days before two days before they're supposed to play again, they call, well, we're, I guess we're going to have to vote. I mean, really? You were off for – you played a game, and then you were off for two or three weeks. I mean, I I don't get it. I mean, I, I get it, and it's – like I said, people just don't take it as serious as others. And these people that don't take it as serious as others should should get out. That That's my opinion. They should move on, let other people try, or just not have a team – or something because you're just holding everybody back and and listen to me it's it's a it's an embarrassment to women's football when when stuff like that happens not just you know uh, showing up late and all that but but by forcing in these games when when you have twenty some on the roster you know uh, that that that's a little ridiculous so I'm just uh, you know I guess I'm old and old school but. Uh, you know, I guess this new way of people just think everything's okay like that, but I'm not one of those. So, uh, all right, let's see. We got uh, Stephanie Evans on the line. Let's take her call. Let's see what kind of questions she's got for me. How about it, Steph? You there? Yeah, how you doing, Coach? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing well. Good, good. Tell us, uh, how, how do you like that heat this past Saturday? Oh man, that was that was something else. Especially like you talk about after standing out there for so long, because I mean we got there before one. Well, it was it like ten till three when they finally let us in the bathrooms. Yeah. And after standing out there that long and then going to planet, it was it was a bit much. But like you said, we went in there and got what we needed to do, to do done. And uh, I don't regret it whatsoever. Build character. <laughs> right. Well, you know, like I, <clears throat> I told you, told you girls, it was going to be a, um, you know, a tough task. Either way, we just, you know, some unexpected things started, and that field is is like playing on concrete anyway. You know, that the hard sand looks like it's been packed down for for years, so um, it, it was tough conditions, you know, but hey, like, uh, look, ever, you know, that just makes you better, it it worked out for the, worked out in the end, and that's all that matters, I, I just hate it for, you know, like I said, it, everybody can't imagine, I'm telling you, every single person that's listening or knows anything about, if that would have happened to any other team, my phone would have Rang off the hook of of these people being so mad. You know, I even listened to a game uh, on live stream where well, we watched it on live stream, and the the clock is is running more than the announcers at least said it was. One of the announcers is a team owner, and and he's already talking about uh, you know putting the putting the game under. Uh, Whatever he called it, I don't know, but you know, going to try to do something, I don't know. It's just crazy, 
uh, <laughs> you know, why, why you want to do that. I mean, yeah, it makes you mad. Yeah, it, it, it is embarrassing. But what can you do? You know, you just, you know, we did the best we could. We kept trying to call and get done and, and just staying as calm as we could the best thing if you, uh, you know, if you get uh, yourself all riled up, it ain't going to help you any. So, anyway, what, Dave, tell me, uh, I want to hear some, uh, uh, well, you got any question-wise for me tonight. All right. Well, um, well, it's football. It's not women's football, but football in general. Um, one, probably one of the biggest debates in football ever, Brady or Peyton Manning? Who do you think's better? Well, I'm going to tell you, for my money, I'm going to take Dan Marino. How about that? <laughs> no, uh, I mean, you know, really, and that is a good debate, and I'm going to tell you, I'm a huge Dan Marino fan. And uh, what makes the debate so tough about Peyton and Tom is is this. I, I, I always think of it like this. What, what if, and I know it's what ifs, if ifs and buts. Uh, if you want to just go flat out on championships and all that, yes, Tom Brady would have to get the vote. But if if you do do what if, what if the team, what if the quarterbacks reversed and Peyton Manning played for the Patriots under Bill Belichick and Tom Brady played at the Colts under their situation where Peyton did, how how would you think those quarterbacks would do? If you swapped them, and I'm going to say that if if Peyton Manning played for the Patriots, that he would already he would have more championships than Tom Brady does with the Patriots. I think I think both of them are are really really smart. I think Tom had the better coach over the years. I think Tom played on the better teams over the years. Um, the the one thing I think that hurt Peyton Manning is in in these playoff games, most of the games they played when they had to go on the road, they played in that cold. He didn't fire good in that cold weather. They played in those domes, and uh, he didn't play play so good in a lot of those. Uh, their defense wasn't really that good. They didn't have a what you would call a a pound at running game, you know, that they could rely on. And he was pretty much what they relied on. And if he didn't get the job done, they, you know, they failed. And, of course, they lost a lot of games and it fell on their shoulders. But you, you think back to the probably the best team he's ever played on was in Denver the year that the Ravens beat them. They let a guy run by them and threw a bomb to beat them. In my opinion, that was probably the best team or at least one of the one or two one of two best teams Peyton Manning ever played on. Um, so, you know, <laughs> that's always going to be a great debate, and I, I would take either one of them on my team, no doubt about it, any any time. And if you go on championships alone, you, no doubt you have to go with Peyton or Tom Brady. But you know, if you go on uh, true quarterback instincts and and what the quarterbacks can do, and I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Peyton Manning. And uh, the reason I said Dan Marino is he did all that years ago without a defense or, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the whole time Dan played for the Miami Dolphins, 
they never had a thousand yard rush. And, uh, that's that's unheard of. So uh, that that's my my opinion on those two, which was a great question, by the way. That's good. <clears throat> But I, I I agree with you on it. That's I, I I that's been my argument for years. Like people are like, oh, you know, Brady Brady's got more rings. He's obviously better. I well, you know what? It, you know, I I couldn't tell you how many times I've watched him dump off a four yard pass to Wes Welker back in the day, and him just take off with it. Like like you said, he had a he had a solid team built around him, and that's what really helped him, you know, thrive. Um, and better coaching. Um, my next question, um, if you could uh, draft any any running back, you know, past or present, who would it be and why? You know, shoo, man, that, that is tough right there. Um, three, well, two of my favorite running backs – uh, of all times are Eric Dickerson and, and Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell is my is my favorite running back of all time. Um <laughs> he he would definitely uh he would definitely be, be one I would pick. Uh, he was I don't know if anybody seen him play or not. He played for the Houston Oilers and he was all they had and you know, it used to be the old saying you know, it was Earl Campbell left, Earl Campbell right, and Earl Campbell left the middle, and he was carrying it 30 or 40 times a game, you know. This guy had huge, huge thighs. Uh, he's from, I think, Tyler, Texas, out there, state of Texas, and he went to play at the University of Texas. And then the Houston Texas, uh, or the Houston Oilers at the time, uh, drafted him. And uh, I was a big Miami Dolphins fan, and uh, because of Dan Marino, and I was a huge Houston Oilers fan, because of Bum Phillips, the head coach, and Earl Campbell, um, he he. If you never seen him play, he he was unreal. And I mean, they literally ripped his jersey off. I mean, you didn't bring him down with one player. He was so low to the ground, his thighs were like thirty-four inches around. You know, um, Eric Dickerson, man, those guys. I I know everybody's crazy thinking you're crazy because I'm going old school because. I would just keep on going old school. I would go O.J. Simpson, Jim Brown, you know, Barry Sanders, those kind of guys. Those, to me, those were what true, true running backs are, you know. And I will say this. <clears throat> if you added up all those guys' contracts and put them together, they probably wouldn't add up to what Le'Veon Bell makes in one year. And I wouldn't rather have any of those guys I mentioned on my team than Le'Veon Bell um, any any day of the week. So um, it would have to be, you know, if I could only pick two, I'm going to say it's going to be Earl Campbell and, and Eric Dixon. Those are my two, um, would be my two running backs to pick if I was drafted because You've never seen those two play football. Y'all, y'all need to look them up because they're unbelievable. And Eric Dixon played for the uh, Los Angeles Rams, and uh, he he also played at SMU in Texas. He was part of the what they called the Pony Express. Him and another guy split time at SMU, and then he went on to the pros. And, and they and they're two different what's 
crazy is if <laughs> you're sitting there, somebody's listening, probably saying, man, you're at different ends of the spectrum, and I am, because Errol Campbell was a big, thick, low-to-the-ground, run-over-you type guy. Eric Dixon was a tall, lanky guy that runs straight up. Everybody said, man, he'd never last. <laughs> and, Lord, he, he was really good, so. Those, those two guys are going to, would have to be my favorite. So um, uh, let's see here. Hold on, man. I got a message that says, "Football girl also asked, Coach, since you're drafting a running back, what about drafting a female running back for your team? Who are you taking in all women's football?" Ooh, man. Well, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know about all women's football because I, I haven't. I don't know of all the teams. I'll say this: I have played against a girl that used to play at the Arkansas Wildcats. Uh, our team played against her um, several years ago. She was the WFA, I think, Offensive Player of the Year last year. She would definitely, she would definitely be in that category. Um, the uh, the prodigy has has a girl that's really good. Hampton Roads has a couple girls that are really, really good. Um, we have three running backs on our own team that are that are really, really good. Um, I, uh, a girl from uh, um, the St. Louis Slam, I believe it is. Um, I've seen her play in a championship a couple of years ago. She's a little compact girl. She's really, really good, too. And that's not knocking anybody. I just don't know uh, as much about a lot of these teams. But, you know, I, I do know that the girl at Arkansas is, is really good. And uh, the girl at Hampton Roads is, is phenomenal as well. Uh, you know, the one of the best running backs i ever seen, uh, I don't even know if they play offense today. Um, she played for a team several years ago. She, I think she just plays defense today. Uh, but she played for a team in Savannah several years ago that, man, <laughs> she could take it from anywhere. So, there, you know, that's sort of a, a question that, you know, if I'm, I'd have to see them all uh, to know who I'm drafting, but I can say this. Any of the names I just mentioned, you, you couldn't go wrong by uh, by drafting them to, to play on your team. So, uh, those are definitely good questions, and if I, you know what, I'd like to get in a pool of a, a draft for women's football to draft some players. So uh, that would be, <laughs> you know, how to get that done. Somebody send me a message because I'd love to get in there and, and you know, draft and uh, be able to pick some some players to go along with what we have. So uh, a lot of a lot of really oh, good yeah. questions, huh? Oh, I was agreeing with you absolutely. Um, I got I got to add though, as far as women's running backs, uh, if I could recruit somebody that's not already on our team, I would go with Crystal Krep out in Michigan, or she plays for the Detroit Dark Angels now, I think. Yeah, see, there you go. I didn't even. I, I, I was trying to think of people. She's definitely. She may just be the most. Uh, uh, she may just be the most complete back of any that I named on that list, and I. I'm glad you went there because I was sitting here just trying to think of running backs, and and she is she is bad to the bone as well. So you're you're exactly right. Um, she also wants to know quarterbacks. You know, 
I know they said that uh, um, can't think of her name. Jennifer knows one of these women than I do, but she played for Chicago and she uh, went on to play quarterback in the for the U.S. eighteen for those years. But you know what? The the best quarterback women quarterback that I've seen uh, play. Gersafi, that's her name, Gersafi. Um, she she was really good, but the best quarterback I've ever seen play live was uh, uh, Lisa Horton. And, yes, Jewel Grimsley was the girl I was talking about from Savannah. I think she just plays defense now, but at the time she, she played running back, and uh, she was really, really good. Um, I mean, she was just like unbelievable, and and she's an unbelievable defense player as well. Um, quarterback wise, Samantha Grassoffi, I know it was good. I never personally got to see her play, but I did get to see Lisa Horton play, and man, she her instincts was was really uh, really good. I'm gonna tell you, man, it's we got a good quarterback in our own self. It's just it takes time, it takes experience. I guarantee you. All these girls that we're naming just didn't show up one day and decide they're playing quarterback and be good. You know, it takes time, and and uh, those girls are really, really good. You get uh, uh, the girl that played for Houston, you know, several years ago that uh, we had on the had on the show. She she's really good as well. Um, I watched her play in that All Star game and and make some of the throws that you know. I've seen guys that couldn't make. So, they're, you know, I'd have to see just by girls that I know of if I'm drafting, you know, yeah, you're you're exactly right, Steph, that uh, uh, Kraft would have to be at, at the top of the list. The, the Gramsley girl, the Lee girl, the Gators, the girl that played for Arkansas, um, all those girls, I mean, you shouldn't go wrong with any of them at running back. Uh, you can't go wrong with, um, you know, with Grisafi or, or Lisa Horton or um, I guess the girl that played for the uh, Divas for all them years. Um, any of those girls, they're they're really, really good. Uh, and I can't even think of the – I'm drawing a blank when I try to think of the girl from Houston, uh, her name. But she she's really good. You can't go wrong with with any of those, so I'm, uh, uh, you know, Cantu, Laura Cantu, yes, that's it, uh, but, uh, you know, I've seen her make throws that guys couldn't make, and I ain't even kidding, you know, and her knowledge of the game was, you know, then that all-star game, um, she was, she was actually out there calling the plays and everything, and, you know, just took control of the huddle. Uh, so, any of those girls are good. Uh, I've got a stat here. It says, Jenny Smith used to rack up over 3,000 yards a season. I wish they kept up the team stats. Hey, I don't know who that is, but that's a lot of yards. You know, listen, that's a lot of yards in the, in the NFL, and they play a lot of games. So, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's a lot of yards. So, Seth, hey, I appreciate you calling in and, and – uh, having some questions for us and uh, I want to get you on there. I know you got to get in bed early for your new job and uh, uh, thanks for calling in. Thanks for having some uh, good questions right, for me. Thanks about. All right. Thank All you, right. Coach. You have a good one, okay? 
Okay, you too. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Jeff Evans for calling into the fifth quarter tonight with some good questions, and and she's exactly right. A great debate about who you know who the best is. I remember when the week, well, like two weeks, it seemed like two weeks before they they both have a bye. Two weeks before the Colts would play the Patriots. That's all we'd hear about, you know, and see all the the games and that. Uh, it was it was um, you know fun back then. Now we don't have any of those rivals. Uh, so also, I did I didn't want oversight. I I seen the question here about uh, football girl wanted to know. Uh, let's see. Who's my pick to win the Super Bowl? Well, I'm gonna tell you. Um, I don't know. I, I every year, every year, I always say the Super Bowl. You're gonna have to beat New England to win the Super Bowl. Um, I love Bill. I love the way Belichick does things. I mean, he does them his way, and if you don't like it, oh well. See, it don't matter who you are. I love the way their whole organization does things, but I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen Tom Brady, in my opinion, for the first time, really look pretty bad in that Super Bowl. Um, And I think in this day in football, as fast as these receivers are, as fast as these linemen are, as fast as everybody on the team is, I think that you've got to have that extra little up and step and be able to do things, I just believe that he has lost that. It's the same thing I said about Peyton Manning the last year he played and he won a Super Bowl. They were losing all those games. I felt the exact same thing with with him. And I feel I feel that with with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Um but Honestly, I like I like Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't know if he can sustain what he did um, for another year, but but I'm going to say that the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion, if I was going to, uh, you know, if he wanted me to put any money down, not a significant amount, of course, but to put down on uh, winning the Super Bowl or going to the Super Bowl or picking it. Um, that's that's who my pick would be. So uh, I'm I, I just I just don't think that Tom Brady. I think he's lost that edge. That's just my opinion, and I, I, I could be wrong. Don't get me. I just feel that he did not. I felt like he won the Super Bowl about the same way Peyton won his last Super Bowl. That that he had a lot of help. His line really really did lots of things, and and they were throwing them short passes. To, uh, you know, underneath and uh, uh, Edelman and, uh, and all that. So, or was it Edelman? Whoever their, their guy is, they always have one of those really fast slot guys that are Julian Edelman, I guess it was. <clears throat> and they're always doing good. So, he was throwing them underneath routes. And, you know, you had Gronkowski, and now this year they're going to have to play without Gronkowski. He's retired. That hurts them. Um, so, if years past, you know, I would have said definitely you have to go through New England, and and you know when last year when they lost to what well, they were one and two at one time, and 
people was, oh, yeah, I told you, I told you. I wasn't one of them. I kept telling everybody, hey, they'll be there in the end, and, and they were. But um, I'm going to say Kansas City would would be my pick this year. Uh, I know a lot of people say I'm crazy, but I, that, you know, I just felt like that guy is, is unbelievable. And, and with what he did from one year, I mean, not even playing the first year to this was actually his first year playing. What he's learned from that, you know, getting to be, have all those snaps as first stringer again, all the whole off season and all this work. I just think that um, they're they're going to get some defensive help. Now they did lose a good receiver out there. I just think that they're going to try to uh, they're going to build things around that guy to make a better team. And I and I like Andy Andy Reid as well. So. Uh, there's there's my Super Bowl uh, pick. Let's see. I think we got uh, we still got Bulldog Henderson on there. Yes, I'm here, Coach. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? Not much. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Just getting through this work week, getting ready for this Saturday. Hey, I hear that. I'm sitting here in the dark, listening, uh, getting cooled off, still burning up from Saturday. Man, <laughs> it was extremely hot out there. It was extremely hot. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't expecting that, but I mean, we've been through every uh, any other climate control: snow, sleet, rain. We might as well get some sunlight. <laughs> we might as well get the heat part of it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. Is I mean, I was in Alabama yesterday in, in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was just 92. You know, and even around here today, it was hot and what, in the 80s. But, man, we, we haven't had any hot temperature, and it's just been like, I mean, it was like a cold spell. We was in the 60s and or low 70s, and then all of a sudden we go over there, and it's like, man, getting out of the freezer into the oven. And uh, we didn't, you know, couldn't get used to it. Had to sit around for a long time and, and uh, you know, all that before we could ever even uh, get, start getting dressed. And uh, I, I just think that whole thing just sort of took its toll on us. I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you want to think from the beginning, for everybody that even had to, I mean, I know in my circumstance, I had to get up at, a quarter to six to make sure I had everything in the car to get to, you know what I mean, where we were meeting at, then to take the ride, get there, and then you stand it in the heat for an hour, then have to pay play a two and a half, three hour game. I mean, I don't think they, uh, it's funny to me because what now I'm thinking about the whole process, and then I think about how they said we was tired on the field. It, it's just funny, but, uh, it was a long day. It was definitely a long day, and the heat didn't play. Uh, the heat definitely, I said it, in the, in the uh, van. That was their 12th person on the field because it definitely played, played the factor. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, I, I like I said before, and, and Steph, I mean, I told you all definitely it's going to be 
just the biggest challenge all the way around, and then we get there and have to go through more hurdles. But, you know, we definitely didn't – did not play our best game. Uh, we definitely had did play the best team we've played all year, uh, but we did not play our best game by any stretch of the means. But we still took care of business and did what we needed to do. And, and you know, in the conditions uh, from start to finish, I'm going to say that, not just – some of the conditions, but all the conditions from start to finish was was terrible, and we succeeded and and fought through those, you know. And and that for that, I'm I'm proud of what we did. But when I watched, uh, you know, watched the game, of course, live, and then I watched it on film, it was definitely by far not the best game we played. Oh no, I mean, I I don't think it was either, and for us to be regrouping from having a off week. I mean, like you said, we didn't play our best game, but we did play uh, a more, I guess, more experienced team that we have seen uh, this far, and we still conquered. I mean, I think that says a lot about us, how we just gel back together after being away from each other for so long. And now having these games consistently, we are definitely going to gel even more together. Uh especially being back at home on our field. I mean, I don't know how excited it's about everybody else, but like I said, when we play home, I get just as excited as I was when we played on Tennessee Titans because now I feel that ownership of this is my, our home. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm most definitely glad to, uh, to be back here, you know, and uh, especially we we played every game but one on the road you know, so far and, uh, you know, in different conditions and different fields and, like I say, with different opponents and, and all of them wanted to do different. The way their offense is set up, do different things. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it most definitely uh, is is glad to be, you know, going to be glad to get to be back at home. And, uh, you know, like I say, we, the holiday, you know, with Mother's Day there, we, uh, took the week off, and, you know, we were, in my opinion, a little rusty. Also, we'd moved some players around, and it was their first game playing different positions. And, you know, we got some new players that uh, haven't played much, you know, and they uh, have much experience, and we played them a, a whole game, you know. And uh, i just seen players – that I haven't seen all year, uh, you know, get get beat down by that heat and uh, by the game. I've seen it take a toll on some that, that I haven't seen all year. So we definitely didn't play our best game. Uh, we played definitely played the best team we'd played. Um, I know they had played some games before, but they had a bunch of uh, – I don't say a bunch, but they had different players uh, – on the field than what they'd had in the past, uh, so they 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 were hit. I mean, no doubt about it. And you know, for us to go and do exactly what I wanted to do, I mean, we didn't score on every possession, which that's my goal every game. We didn't do that, but we took care of business and we got the win and was never uh, in any doubt of not winning the game. And that's what's most important because not every game you're going to play. Uh, your best, and it just seemed like, you know, all that just hit us once, but yet we all still 
found a way to, to dig deep and, and come out with the win. We definitely did. Uh, I think our um, our defense definitely took control of the game. Like you said, we didn't score every possession, but we did take care of business, and our defense is what uh, drove us the whole time. Uh, so I, uh, we put our points on the board. Yeah, we didn't have, like, our typical uh, scores in the 60s or 50s or 60s and so, but we had enough cushion where we can basically – not rely on our defense, but let our defense play itself out and uh, execute like we did. Yeah, you know, we we didn't, uh, you know, at the end of the game, we could have, you know, probably put some more points on the board with taking the ball with like three minutes to go, and then we just took a knee and, and run out the clock, and we were at the 25. So, you know, we definitely had a chance to uh, – Put more points on the board. Uh, we just chose not to. I mean, like I said, we were. I was just glad to get out of there with the win. Uh, glad to get out of there with with the way our defense played. Uh, we know we got a lot of work to do on offense, and like I say, with the moving of players in different positions and not having to get to work at it before we go, uh, playing a bunch of. Hey, they had a bunch of good athletes on that team. And, uh, you know, they had some speed and they were coming at us. And, you know, so we, we had to dig deep and, and uh, you know, do some soul searching to to get that win. And it, it was a great win. And like I say, I was proud of everybody, every single person on the team. I mean, when I go to the sidelines at the end of the game, I see every single player just look like they were – you know, about laid out because at some point in time I heard them say, hey, I, I threw this up, or, man, I think I threw up my mouth, and, and this, that, and other, and I looked over and people are laid out, and, you know, we we just, we give everything we had in a in a day that just seemed like it wasn't, you know, things weren't going our way in the beginning, and never seemed like every, at every corner we turned, somebody was trying to slow us down, but, but yet we, we fought through it, and that's you know, to me, that's what good teams do, and um, that's what players do. You know, they uh, they started playing a little dirty, in my opinion, and hollering and doing a bunch of crap. And you know, we we for the most part stayed focused and 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 just went on and played football. So that that I can say, I, I was proud of our whole team and the effort that we gave. I mean, definitely. I think even though, like you said, uh, even me, I felt like how hot it was, even though I ate probably like two hours before the game. I mean, just sitting in that heat all day and I guess playing in it and stuff, It, could, it I even got sick at this point. And uh, so, I mean, I think we all just kept our mind on the prize and that was just winning this game. I think, every, like you said, we we had everything thrown at us the whole time. Uh, different uh, from, like you said, not getting in the bathroom, from even the, I mean, just even getting through the gate was a rough. I mean, she was playing games like, oh, I don't see your name on the roster. I mean, and even though I know she's probably being funny and stuff like that, but she, she had to know the bathroom was more locked. And that once all of us got in here, we was going to have to wait. So she made the process even slower by trying to crack jokes and 
at this point, it's not even funny no more because you, you're doing it to everybody. I mean, we never kept our mind. We didn't. We did, we never kept took our mind off what we needed, and and that was everybody knew we wanted to win. We wanted to keep the track that we've been doing. We wanted not to get scored on, and uh, I think that's what keep that's what makes us so great. Because regardless of what's thrown at us or what's going on or what's being said to us on the field, we always always keep our mind on what we came to do and what our task is at hand. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I was um, saying earlier before I started taking any calls or maybe steps on there, not sure, but, you know, a protest was the word I was looking for when I heard the owner of another team saying, you know, he was going to definitely protest their game. And, and listen, had, had this happened to, other teams, they would have been calling me wanting to protest. I don't really know what you can protest. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they they didn't do things right. You know, they didn't treat us right. But what are you actually going to protest? I mean, we held it as good as we could. We took it as good as we could take it, and, and we we got the win, got out of there with everything. What I don't know what people, you know, think they're going to protest, what you're going to get out of it, or, you know, like I said, had that not been us, had that been other teams in our league, they would have been calling. My phone would have been ringing off the hook, I promise you, within five minutes. And what they would want me to do, I don't know. You know, the same thing we could do is just keep trying to call somebody, find out, hey, you're asking questions, you know. Uh, but it, it, hey, it, it was very bad. I, I'll say that. And the whole situation was bad, and the heat was terrible. Uh, we made it through it. I mean, it was hot. I sit under... You know, normally I never sit down during the game, sit during the half or something. And, man, I was under the tent a couple of times myself, and I just kept spraying myself down with water. It was brutal hot. And, uh, like I said, I seen it on the face of a, a lot of our girls. And uh, But, listen, we, we made it through, and that's, that's the main thing that matters. And, uh, you know, somebody will return, <laughs> we'll return them the favor someday, I'm, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, all good, but you know the the thing is, can you imagine the Henderson? You just been on this team this year, but with the way everybody holds us to different standards, can you imagine if that same team come to our field and the same we did them the same way they did us? What would happen, Coach? I was just about to say that because when you said if another team would have went through. If they would have went through what we went through in that game alone, if the tables was turned in that game alone, social media would have been lit up. They would have been saying this and this about Tri-City Thunders. Your phone would have been called. People would have been calling Jennifer. I mean, and especially if they don't win the game, it's going to get ten times worse because now we cheating. And we not being fair, and we not showing them the same respect as I, it, the list goes on. I mean, people don't really know how many punches they throw, and then as soon as they uh, as soon as they catch one back, and we're not even throwing a punch, we're playing football, we're winning games, and you're still mad. We take every punch and every blow y'all throw or anybody throws at us, and we still play football, we win games, and you're still mad. 
I mean, I, sometimes I just I just don't understand. I mean, I I, I really don't, because like you said, I mean, the, under the conditions that we were in, and already like the just the I mean, the treatment. I'm not gonna say. I mean, I, the field was nice, and I appreciate the bathrooms and stuff. And but at the same time, it was like they made us made us feel like we was on their time and we was gonna play when they was ready and when they got their team together that's when we was gonna get on the field. And like you said, who can respect that? If we wanna be taken serious, any organization wants to be taken serious, especially in women's football when we try to build a name itself, you you gotta if you wanna be taken serious, you need to be look you need to present yourself seriously. Some, somebody's only going to take you as as serious as you take yourself. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, there's lots of things that happen and go on with a lot of these teams doing a lot of talking and this, that, and other. But and I and I'm not a fan of that. And I'll just tell you, I'm not a fan of that period. But they they do take their their organization serious. They have nice places to play. Um, you know, you you go to their facilities, they're ready to go. When they say they're ready to go, everything everything is there. And that you you have to respect. You you have to know that they have, you know, their team first and foremost is the main ingredient uh, you know, for success is them and their team. And that's the first thing in their mind. And then, you know, having a place for their opponents, you know, to change and uh, to get dressed and sidelines and, um, you know, all the same accommodations as they've got, you have to respect those teams for that. Now, you know, the other stuff I'm not, you know, I, I'm not going to comment much on, but when you take, you know, having a nice place to play, having nice locker rooms, making sure, you know, a lot of teams bring their own water. We took our own water the other day. And it's a good thing we did, man. I mean, <laughs> You know, we were tapped into drinking our own water and stuff before we could ever get to the sidelines because nobody was there to let us into where they said the ice and water was. You know, we had stopped and got some ice put in our drinks. It's a good thing we did. You know, that that kind of stuff I know people say, that don't matter. Let me tell you something. It matters. And if you don't think it matters, go play a football game and don't have no water for your girls. And you'll see how much it matters. So when these teams at least have that much in mind, you know, to help out and have a good place to play, do what they, you know, what they get in return. You you have to respect that. I mean, when you get organizations that do this kind of stuff, it, it's ridiculous. You you can't, we can't grow women's football treating anybody the way we got treated over there Saturday. Uh, and I don't care who knows. I, I mean, I told them to their face that it was terrible, you know, and it was ridiculous. So I'm not speaking behind nobody's back. I told it to their owner. So we can't grow as as uh, grow women's football under those conditions, you know, when they think, you know, that it is just semi-pro football, that it doesn't matter. Well, it matters, and it matters to a lot of people. May not matter to them, and I and uh, you can tell that don't because of of what it shows. But it it sure matters a lot. And that that definitely, coach, and that brings up that brings up my first question to you tonight. What what coach inspired you to make to make sure like 
to make you who you are today. Like, I mean, you, I mean, if I have to look back on all the sports that I play, you would definitely will be in my top five as, uh, like inspirational, like motivational, like coaches that like impacted me. So like, what coach did you get that from? Like the way you conduct yourself as in like, like you said, when you want the gate open so people could come in the gates and, and stuff on time when y'all was at the castle and they was 20 minutes late. What what motivated you to be as sharp as you are to make sure uh, you're representing everything accordingly? Well, you know, I, I've had a lot of a, a lot of coaches over over my career playing football. A, a lot of them, and two of them really. One of them was my elementary coach in football and basketball up until uh, play uh, the sixth grade playing basketball, and and this guy worked a full time job, didn't get anything out of it. Um, Usually, well, not usually, he had to pick me up to take me to and from practice because my mom worked two and three jobs and we couldn't afford to go. But this guy worked worked a full-time job, had a wife and two kids, and hauled most of the kids to practices and games. And, you know, always, you know, I'm picking up this time. Why, coach, the game don't start. Well, we have to get ready. You know, if we were hosting a game, you know, even even in elementary back then, like I was started playing in the second grade. The second graders played on the fifth grade team. I started on the fifth grade team as a second grader. And you know, even back then, you you'd set up fields. You didn't have we didn't have a. I mean, if we got to play at a middle school, it was we were playing in a tournament or something. But they had a field set up at a school I went to called Valley Park, and we'd have to go out there. And, and set up cones. Now, they didn't mark the sidelines, but they had sideline markers. And we had to do all that. And and this guy was one of them that, if I had to say today, he's probably the best coach I ever played for. I learned more from him in football and basketball than I learned anything because he was the hands-on person. He tried to coach every single player on that team, you know, and I learned more from him as I look back on things than I ever did from the coaches that actually got paid to coach. Um, so Mike Leonard was his name, and I'll never, never forget him. Um, you know, for everything that he he did, not just for me, but for my younger brother that had gotten killed years uh, when I was in, in middle school. But for him and. And for all the guys that played with us, man, he would just go the extra mile and do everything. It didn't matter who you were, what you had, or what you didn't have. He wanted to make sure that you were there and ready to go. So he would he would be my first. Uh, my second uh, coach would be a guy that I really couldn't stand, uh, which was my freshman coach named John Felty. Um, and he had to really strip me down from where I thought I was to where I was, uh, I thought I was better than what I was and because I'd never been challenged, really. I mean, when you start on the fifth grade team as a second grader, I mean, by the time I got to the fifth grade, man, why, well, shoot, I, I look like a I look like a high schooler out there to a bunch of kids, and that's the truth. You know, then in the sixth grade, I started on the 
eighth grade team. I was the only sixth grader on the whole team that even played. You know, and I started offense and defense on the sixth grade. And then when I was in eighth grade, <clears throat> I broke my leg in a bicycle record. I'd have broke the county uh, record in touchdowns. So I'd go to play as a freshman, and, uh, you know, I broke my leg. Back in the day, it snapped it plumb in half. There wasn't all this rehab and stuff today. Um, I'd gained weight and slower. I never did recover. And I was going to play running back, you know, and, and I'll never, ever forget it. It was, to me, it was the worst thing in the world. The first day of practice as a freshman in high school, he says, I, "I'll, you know, you go if you played running back, you go here, and if you played line, you go over here. And, and actually, I went to the running back line because that's all I'd ever played. And, uh, you know, after practice, he told me to come to his office, and he said, hey, you won't be playing running back here. You're too, you know, you're too big and too slow. <laughs> I said, well, that's all I ever played. And this guy was, uh, he was, he was probably, he wasn't much bigger than Jaron and them. He was a little bigger than them, but he wasn't much bigger than Jaron and them. And uh, he was just fresh out of the Marines. And this guy, he was his second year uh, out of the Marines. He'd coached it um, somewhere else and come to there. And uh, still wore the bear cuts, always dipped Copenhagen tobacco. And, and he was a no-nonsense guy. And he said, listen, you can't, you're not playing running back here. I don't care what you did in the past. That means nothing to me. You know, for the first time in my life, I didn't even want to play. But. You know, and and we didn't practice or nothing. We just went to a meeting and, uh, you know, went over stuff. And I went home, and my mom knew I'd love the game of football. And she said, you know, to ask me, and I told her what happened. She said, well, you come home tomorrow. You're either going to not play or if you stay after, you're going to play. And if you're going to play, you're going to play. It doesn't matter what. Well, naturally, I stayed and played, and this guy, you know, I, I can't tell you how much he dogged me for weeks. I mean, get plumb sideways wanting to get up my helmet. And you know what? It was just at that one point in time that it just sort of clicked. He'd call me to his office all the time, you know. And, and uh, this last time he called me in there, and, I'm, you know, like I said, it's so inspirational, and I'll never forget it, and it sticks in my mind because I really didn't like the guy. And, you know, he calls me to his office, and I go in there, and he's sitting there in a chair with his feet throwed up on his desk, dipping his throat peg, and he says, you don't like me, do you? I just was so mad I had tears in my eyes, you know. He said, no, you can speak freely. You know, I said, no, I hate you. You know, I won't say what I said. Guts to him. He said, that's good. He said, that's, he said, that's what I want to hear. He said, but you don't even have a clue. Of, of why I've been dogging you, do you? I said, no, I actually don't, because even the problem was I was still the best player on this team. And uh, he said, because you're the best player on this team, but I had to get it out of you. You weren't the best player when you come. You were just thought you were good, and you were all about your feelings and what you wanted to do. And he, you know what? He pretty much stripped me of all that and made me that and made me a, a team captain and uh you know, from then on, I don't know that the man ever said anything to me other than, you know, good job or, or anything like that. And his name was John Felton, um, and he was my freshman high school coach. And 
he would be the second, you know, that I would have to say uh, was was those two guys. Honestly, would have to be the only two that I would probably say that I got the most from because two different strategies, two different attitudes. Uh, but you know, they definitely had the had the best, the same thing in mind. Just two different ways of of getting to it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and it sounds like it. But they, like you said, no matter the strategy, they both got their point across. And I guess that that reflects on uh, what we did this weekend also, just no matter the conditions of what's going on around you, you got to keep your mind on the prize, and that's what them coaches did. No matter how you didn't like it or what they didn't do, obviously it went it, it did something because it made you an, an awesome coach now and made you look at the sport and the value of it in a different perspective. Uh, with that being said, what's probably like your some of your uh, hardest times in coaching and what's one of your – like and what's some of your best times in coaching? Well, my, my hardest time is, you know, we – well, I would have to say that, you know, the first year we had a team, we – we go eight and oh, first eight games we win. Um, we we'd only turned the ball over five times all year. <clears throat> we go to play in the in the conference championship with the right to go to uh to the championship. And um we we were definitely a better team. I can't say that we were uh, hugely a better team, but we were definitely a better team than they were. Um they were Battle tested more than than we were, but for me, we'd only turned it over five times all year. We turned it over eight times in that one game. Um, we when the game started before the game ever started, I told our girls. Now we had blew everybody out, um, and we had got a real good game from from Cincinnati, uh, but we. We we just had a good little team. We didn't have but 14 or 15 players. And I told, you know, these girls, listen, this game is going to be a four-quarter game. You know, we didn't even have film on. Back then, nobody even filmed games or anything. So we didn't have film on. We just heard about them. Couldn't find anything much on them. They had a really good power running back, and we shut her down. Um, and I wasn't going to let her, her beat us. Um, but in the fourth quarter, we had, in the fourth quarter, we had the lead and the ball. And the quarterback threw an interception when she wasn't even supposed to have been throwing the ball. She got, you know, confused with the play, threw an interception, and we go on to lose the game. That would probably have to be um, the worst, you know, the worst for me coaching. I mean, I know we, we got beat. Uh, some games and and last year we got beaten a championship game and and it was a game right down to the end and um, a dramatic finish. Uh, we got beat to our second year. We got beat like a drum. Had six girls get knocked out of one game and quit and never came back. Uh, we got thrashed in that game, which is a game we should have never even been playing. Um, but. The high, the high for me was would be naturally win, winning the championship, but 
not only that, but what all we went through that whole year to win it. I mean, before the season started, uh, we had six girls to that um, in late February, early March. Uh, our season started at the end of March with like a month to go. They all quit and went to Knoxville to play. Six of them, they left us hanging. Um, we we go on to uh, play our first game. We win it by 14 points. Um, we we go. I'm not mistaken. We play our second game and we win it. And then we go to Fayetteville, the exact place we just played at this weekend. We go without three starters. We get over there and it was hot again. And three starters that were there laid six on the sideline for half the game, and we lost. So that that really uh, got things into perspective. We went to West Virginia, had to win in overtime, and uh, then when we when the playoffs come, the Fayetteville came to us and we beat them like thirty six to six, and then we beat West Virginia. 28 to nothing to win the championship. And, you know, there's not just really, if I had to pinpoint one moment, it would have to be, you know, winning the championship because that's, you know, what you set out to do. And I've won a lot of championships in ropings. I've never really, and I've won some in tournaments and basketball and all this, but I've never actually won what you would call a championship until until that day. And that would have to be the most high, but there's so many great moments that happen along the way, you know, and, and I actually even said, you know, several several times or a long time ago on my show that, you know, told people that, you know, my all my goals, I mean, listen, I've, I've had a lot of goals in my life, but my, you know, and I've accomplished them. Let me tell you something, I've won um, saddles and buckles and trailers and, and money bookies of money and, and all this stuff along the way and I've had lots of goals and I've accomplished a lot but man my main goal was I wanted to, to win a championship you know get these girls to the championship and we did that so that would definitely have to be the high and, and the low and I definitely can see that I can definitely see why I mean I can't I mean I don't know if I have – I haven't experienced uh, – not with us right now, but I have experienced, like you said, going to a championship game and uh, losing it uh, at the end. I mean, when I was playing basketball, we lost – we had an undefeated season all year, and then we get to the championship and lose it by two points. I mean, I dropped to my knees. I probably was like the last person to get off the court. Couldn't even shake nobody's hand because I, I just couldn't digest it. So I definitely understand uh, the impact that both the good and the bad brings. Well, you know, the, here, when, when I was in the eighth grade, we had this basketball coach transfer. Now, this guy coached at the University of Kentucky, and he winds up at a little bitty school like Coastal Valley. But I'm going to tell you something, and I I know people would not believe me, but this guy had his his favorite player. Well, well, this guy was the best player on the team, don't get me wrong, and he was his favorite player. And 
anybody else could not even hardly talk to this coach. He was so arrogant. I didn't like him at all. Um, we're, we're we're the number one seed in in the tournament, and uh, you know we we had this routine. We played in this gym. What happened was uh, they had to replace several years before that. They had to replace one of the glass backboards because somebody threw a rock through it. Well, when they replaced that goal, it just, I'm telling you, I never did, nobody ever put a measurement on it. But every team that played on that end of the court, their production was lower. Not just ours, but theirs. What happened to be the side of the court where the visitors sat. So you always start at opposite end of where your bench is. Well, this particular game, this coach said it was all in our head that it that it wasn't like that. So he made us start at our own half of the court, and uh, we we ended up getting beat, man. I don't think I'm I'm serious. I'm not sure that we made more than one or two baskets on that whole end. And uh, you know we we should we should have won the, uh, a championship that year. And and you know that was probably on paper supposedly the best coach I'd ever played for. Um, had the knowledge, coached a few. I mean, was an assistant, not some scrub coach, but a, a, the direct assistant to Joe B. Hall at the University of Kentucky. And I'll tell you right now, I just like him more than any coach I've ever played for in my life. And uh, it it was it was terrible. I'll just tell you. And he, he wasn't uh, he wasn't very friendly at all. So I I can relate uh, to that. Listen, I learned, you know, when I played football, I told you girls, and, and on the show, our team was terrible. I hate to lose. You don't ever get accustomed to losing. If you do, you, you need to move on. Um, even if you're losing, as a player, you need to find pride in it to play your best and do everything you can. It's When you play football, one person can't get it done. And, you know, I never learned – uh, to to like to lose, but when I started roping, it was the most humbling thing I ever did. Because you may show up today because it's team roping, you may show up today and be the best roper there, but you have to rope with other people. You may not even get to show your talents or shine, and other people beat you. So it's it's a humbling experience, and and winning is great. Don't get me wrong, winning is great. But you got to respect what happens if you lose, and you have to respect the opponents. And you know, we lost the championship last year. It was a 14-14 game deep in the fourth quarter. You know, uh, it was a dogfight. We played the Gators three times. Every game was a dogfight. So those those are tough to swallow because you know they're they're really good. Um, you know, on paper that last year. They they had way more athletes than us probably do this year. I don't know. I haven't really looked at their team or film, but we know they're a good team. They're winning and all that. You you have to respect the good and the bad of that. And that's the part that I've learned the most, I guess, uh, during during my coaching career. Is, is you know learning. You learn more from your mistakes and things you do wrong than you ever do things you do right. So. It's it's a tough situation, um, you know, to to sell that to players that oh, you know, it's okay, you can do this. Nobody wants to lose. Listen, I, I'm I tell y'all 
Man, nobody wants to lose. We all want to win. It's just at some point in time, somebody's got to lose. And it's what you do from that point on that defines you. And, you know, last year when we lost that championship, that's the last game we've lost, you know. And we're on this we're on this roll, and, and uh, you know, they haven't lost a game since whoever knows when, you know. So we're, we're on this roll, and they're on this roll, and this train's going to come head-to-head, and, and – you know we're going to see who's 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 got what, and uh, you know it's not going to be the end of the world for either team that wins or either team that loses. He, when we play, it's not going to matter when these undefeated teams play. If they're undefeated, <clears throat> right now they're clearly the two best teams in the Iron Woman. It's not going to define either season until that championship game. It's what each team does from when they win or lose. From that point, that's going to define them. So, uh, anyway, Henderson, I appreciate you calling in. We're about out of time. They tell me, and uh, thanks for the great questions, and uh, thanks for always uh, calling in and, and being a part of the show. I really appreciate that. Uh, so, All right, you, you thank you. Thank you. All right, hey, thanks for Steph and and Lauren and whoever football girl is and uh, BJ JT. Talk Sports Network for giving us this opportunity uh, to talk about women's football and sports and, and all that, and things that we love. So uh, thanks, everybody, again for your questions and, and uh, all the talk. Until next Tuesday, we'll see you then.